and welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. The week, it's only been us. How was your week? Uh, good. <laughs> Boy. I had to think about that. You broke my brain with the, has it only been a week? And I'm like, has it only been a week? It's only been a week. It's only been a week. Feels like it's been more than a week. Though. Seriously, though. Like, God, I can't even remember what happened earlier this week. All I know is, oh, yeah, I had to go get a COVID test on Tuesday because we went to a concert yesterday. We went to a Maroon 5 concert yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to skip all of my kids' soccer practices this week, which was fabulous for me because it was 90 motherfuck degrees both days. Mm-hmm. I think it should be unlawful to have these kids playing in 90-degree days when they're six years old. Uh, it doesn't really sound very smart. No, it doesn't, but, you know, that's what we're doing. The The one coach uh, makes the six-year-olds play for an hour and a half because she's in high school, and that's what we do. Not She's not thinking about, you know, she's not a parent. She doesn't not even thinking about that. She's just like, this is how long we go. Like, okay. Heil. Yeah, no shit. So you got to skip practices. Yes, I got to skip practice, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I it's it's essentially one big field complex with nary a tree amongst it. So you're just complete beat down of sun, and on top of that, you're in a swamp. Mm-hmm. So you get eaten up by mosquitoes. So I was happy not to have to do that this week, and we went to the Maroon Five concert last night. And now Chris left for Myrtle Beach today. So it's just me and my heathens. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh. Oh, you have dangly bits over there. So rude. Yes. <sighs> um, we are recording at your house, so instead of, oh, well, I was going to say instead of three dogs and two cats to contend with, but they don't really mess with us too much at my house. No. But anyway, we just have the possibility of four cats. Yes. One of whom is a youngster. And is machismo. Yeah, he's quite rambunctious. He's bad. He's bad. He's just bad. Uh oh, found a little ball. There he goes. <laughs> Attack. So I say all the time. He's just he's bad. He's a bad boy. And he knows it. Yeah. It's lucky that he's cute. Yes, and he plays that at every angle that he possibly can. I'm sure he does. So what else about your week? Anything? Uh, I called the vet to get Mochi in uh, sooner to get fixed because he'd be spraying. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get him in before the wedding so that way he could be all healed up before we leave for the honeymoon. And yeah, they're booked solid till September 30th. So it's going to be one month of putting, wanting to put, like, a doggy diaper on this child. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, I have considered this. I saw the ones that you got for Kita, and I'm like, hmm. You know, they probably make those in Chihuahua-sized. They absolutely do. And and my cat is about, his ass is about the size of a Chihuahua. Yeah. And I know that... Uh, 
Ochi doesn't care if we put things on him because we got him a little Halloween pumpkin shirt. Oh my god! And he let us put it on him, but it was a little too snuggly, so we had to take it off and we're going to go get him another size. But he let us put it on him. That's progress. Yes. <laughs> ah. So he was a little jack-o'-lantern for a while. Mm-hmm. He's the only cat that's going to let us do it, and I love it. Yeah, Lola's probably going to be a lion again. Jack's going to be a teddy bear. Oh. Kita doesn't dress up. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't even go anywhere. I pretty much just put it on him to, like, laugh at them and take pictures. Mm. That's about it. I'm thinking about getting Lola, like, a little outfit for Christmas this year. We should absolutely meet up this year and go, because I take the boys to the downtown trick-or-treat. Oh, glory. Here it comes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I take the boys downtown to trick-or-treat at all the businesses and whatnot because my uh, neighborhood doesn't do it. Because we live on the busy street. Mm-hmm. We don't live in the little cul-de-sac suburby situation mm-hmm. just down the road. So we're never invited. Mm-hmm. But So we go to the downtown. We should just hook up and go trick-or-treating with our kids. Oh, God. I don't think Lola would do well with that. Should be a nervous wreck. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, a lot of people want to pet her. Mm-hmm. Because she's absolutely beautiful and sweet and just the best girl. But she gets overwhelmed easily. That's wild because she is most definitely the one with her whole nose in your crotch. Absolutely. Yes. Once she gets to know you. Yeah. But she's very, she's just very submissive and timid. Uh, when she's meeting anybody for the first time, um, and she isn't tested very much against other animals. Mm. So, probably not. But, anyways. Oh, damn. I had a good idea. Yeah, we tried. (laughs) I mean, I can dress her up and we can take pictures. There you go. But that'd be about it. So, uh, any more to add to your week? No, not by choice. It was fine. Uh, it was okay. Um, I lost my coworker this week. She went back to first shift. Uh, um, she went back to first shift. So yesterday was my first day without her, and it was a little lonely and very quiet. But that's okay. She needed to go back to first shift. So um, other than that, not really anything happened. Didn't really get up to much last weekend. Um, just cleaned, really. Sorry, guys. It was pretty run-of-the-mill stuff this week. No. But anyway, um, you made the food for us, so what did you make? Yeah. Alright, so I made butternut squash and quinoa soup, which... I guess could really more be called like butternut squash taco soup Mm -hmm. because it is my favorite kind of soup, which is just dump it and let it set. Mm -hmm. So it's butternut squash, corn, tomatoes, Mm -hmm. kidney beans, a taco seasoning packet, and vegetable stock. And And quinoa. And that's it. Nice. It's very dump and go. And if you go to 
Aldi, I'm sure that the other stores have it too, but if you go to Aldi, they have um, like those steamable bags mm-hmm. where they have butternut squash already cut up. Nice. Uh, so I got two bags. Mm-hmm. And so that saves you a shit ton of work. Squash sucks to cut. It does. And it's not really in season right now. Um, so it's a little harder to get, but they have it in the uh, freezer section. So that's an option. Or if you want to wait, if you want to wait till about um, mid-September, earlier October, when the squash will start to become in season. They come in season around the same time pumpkins do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an option for a fall dish, which is why I made it now. Mm-hmm. Because it's pre-Halloween. Yes, Halloween the first. Yeah, <laughs> as we all know. Yes. So what did you choose to focus on then? So because we've talked about pretty much everything in this dish, I think kidney beans was the only thing that we hadn't talked about in this dish. I, when I was looking through and thinking about, okay, do I want to go with kidney beans? And I'm like, that's pretty damn close to black beans. Or do I want to talk about quinoa? I realized that there are a lot of people who don't know how to make their own stock and like vegetable stock, chicken stock. Um, and so you decided to put together a little something to help people try and figure out how to make their own stock. Yes. And to save money because stock, like if you're using a lot of, you know, it can get really expensive. Mm -hmm. So if you make your own stock, not only can you control the quality of the ingredients, you're doing zero waste and you can compost it afterwards, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what kind of stock you're making. Obviously you can't compost meat or whatnot. Um, but you're contributing to zero waste. Um, you can also freeze it. You can put it in, uh, containers, put it in your freezer. It'll keep for about a year. Um, but if you're like me, you're usually through it in about six months. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. You can also can it so that way you can have it on the shelf. So there are just a lot of options available to you and it's going to be a money saver at the end of the day. And it's stupid simple. It really, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's kind of fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. I never yeah. even... I don't think I've ever actually even made my own stock. I know how to do it, but... It, it makes me feel very self-sufficient. Yeah. And I like this. Yeah. So if you're going to make a vegetable stock, the easiest way to do that is throughout the week, as you're using through your veggies and whatnot, keep like a little uh, freezer bag and put all your veggie scraps in it, put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And you're going to keep it till you have about a freezer bag full. And the easiest way to do it is to shuck it all into a crock pot. You can put a couple garlic cloves in there if you want. Um, not everybody's going to have like garlic leftovers, but you can use like onion skins and whatnot uh, to get that flavor. And so you can chuck in a couple garlic cloves and use it almost like. I like to take cheesecloth and make it almost like a tea bag to keep all of those things together. Mm -hmm. And you're going to leave it in there, cover it with water, 
however much water you want. Um, I usually do about half the crock pot full, so that's eight cups, 10 cups, something like that. Very precise measurements we have. They know that we wing it. Yes. <laughs> Ain't no thing but chicken wing. Mm -hmm. But then you're just going to set it on low and leave it for 24 hours. If you want chicken stock, same thing. You're going to take a chicken carcass. <laughs> yeah. The word. Um, yeah, and, and the mental image that comes with it. Oh, okay. So you're going to take about as, as much meat as you can off of the bone and then just plop the whole carcass into the crock pot, cover with water, add onion, garlic, and if you have any uh, herbs that you would like to add, you can also make that sort of uh, cheesecloth tea bag. Or if you have like one of those actual tea, um, like for loose leaf tea, mm -hmm. you can stuff that shit in there mm -hmm. and let it float. We all float down here. We all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, leave it 24 hours and then you just strain everything out of it. You can do that with pig bones. Um, so like, like ham hock and whatnot, you can do that with beef. You can do that with chicken. Um, you can use the shell from fish or leftover fish carcass to make fish stock. Mm -hmm. You can do this with mushrooms. It all amounts to leaving it. I, I prefer to do it the crock pot method because if you do it longer, it draws out more of the flavor. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people put it in a stock pot and leave it sit. To me, that's like, you know, i got kids and cats. I am not going to leave that shit on the stove. No. And you have to monitor it and it's not able to get all the flavor out in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. It's way more simple and time efficient just to use a crock pot. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely do it with a regular pot if that's what you have available to you. The time is going to be far less, maybe more like two hours, three hours. I will leave some links so that way you can check it out. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple links that are kind of a one-stop shop for everything about stock making. Hello. Okay. Carmel Crusader. He is here. He has a lie. <laughs> here comes the boy. Hello, Hello boy. boy. Welcome. Here he comes. He there he is. Uh, you need to make a video of that with him. Yes. <laughs> Just is him as usual. Does he like this a lot? He is the yes. Really? All up in your business all the time. Always mm -hmm. getting into stuff? Yes. Wow. The boys aren't like that at all. They chill for like Fine. hours at a time. Chill? What does chill have no chill? I think maybe like they're only rambunctious two or three hours out of the day total. Oh, no. Absolutely not. He... The thing is, Mochi has all of the goblin energy... And then he sleeps, and he is the most adorable thing that you ever did see, which sort of resets your tolerance mm -hmm. for the next 
stupid thing that he's going to do. <laughs> he ripped down one of my curtains in my bedroom the other day because he thinks that he weighs one pound and just uses it like Tarzan. He doesn't understand that he is now five pounds and cannot be swinging from my curtains. I'm very fortunate I, too, have long curtains, and I am very fortunate that uh, Jasper and Banks do not really mess with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got lucky. Yeah. Especially for having taken two of them. Yes. Yeah. I'm... He and... Mochi and Emma are the two wild children, and, yeah, I, I don't know much about her personality right now, like, who she's kind of grown up to be, but... Mochi is just a handful and a half. It definitely seems that way. Yes. Well, anyway, is there anything else about stock? No. Okay. No. I will leave all the links in the show notes as usual. But, okay. yeah, easy way to make your own stock. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So, we are going to talk about the Knuckle of E. Okay. 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 N-U-C-K-E or A, depending. Mm -hmm. L-A-V-E-E. Knuckle of E. Okay. Known as, known also as the Devil of the Sea, the Knuckle of E is a creature of abject terror that was spoken of with bated breath until comparatively recent times. Of all of the supernatural beings once believed to roam Orkney, none was feared as much as this creature. Um, by the way, this is like Scotland. Orkney Islands. Yes, I was gonna say. I didn't put that in there. I should probably put that in there. I'm like, you just created an island from Middle Earth is what I got. I did not, but it fucking sounds pretty cool though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why I was like, we are now in a science fiction novel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you can find this in Celtic lore, Norse lore, kind of that general area. Okay. Um, This specifically, though, we are talking about, like, more Scottish-type area. Uh, Although many folklore creatures have that dualistic nature, Mm. some good, some bad, some gray, blah, 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 the... Knuckle of V is a creature of sheer evil. It's, oh. <laughs> yeah. His sole purpose was to plague the islanders, a task from which he rarely rested. <laughs> yeah. According to the old Orcadians who lived in constant fear of this creature, only the power of the mither of the sea, mm. mother of the sea, yes. <laughs> kept the beast in check. <laughs> Voice to text. You failed me. She restrained him in the summer months. Um, And then in the winter months, it was the fresh water that kept him away. I'm I'm drawing a lot of similarities here in my head. To? Me and my child. (laughs) My youngest one specifically. That is not what I thought. (laughs) Yep. So it's similar to, like, a Kelpie. Okay. Um, it is afraid of, cannot cross fresh water. Mm. 
and that is one of the things that they tell you if you are being chased by this thing is to cross a freshwater stream because it can't follow you. Yeah, right? Don't you like how like the most evil, absurd things have like the easiest methods of like getting away from them? Yeah, it's like, uh, well, I'm going right back to Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, so if not for the Mother of the Sea keeping him and restraining him, the, they were sure that it would have driven mankind from the Northern Isles long ago. Ah. Despite the fact that its home was considered to be the sea, it was also known to wander freely on land. And it was during these land excursions that he was most often encountered by mortals. From the few recorded descriptions of this creature, we learned that its head was similar to that of a man, only ten times larger. Oh. <laughs> he had an incredibly wide mouth, I know that's your favorite part, Yes. that jutted out like a pig snout and a single red eye that burned with a red flame. Absolutely not. So, and again, I don't think I put this in here. There's also, people aren't sure whether to say it's one solid being or if it's like a rider on top of this horse looking demon but the most common description is basically picture it's a torso of a human riding on top of a horse but it's all connected okay so i'm seeing so, like, the horse is its whole being. Yes. Yes. Okay, so horse whole being in the middle of horse is rando torso with ten times huge head on top. Yes. So, so like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum's, like, head. Yeah. Okay. Hairless. Of course it is. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> His body is also skinless, its entire surface appearing like raw and living flesh. It said that his thick black blood could be seen coursing through yellow veins as his sinewy muscles writhed with every movement he made. His long ape-like arms hung down to the ground and from his gaping mouth spewed a foul black reek. <laughs> so the way that you said the arms, as soon as you said the arms, because I had all the other things to say, as soon as you said the arms, I just see him like either knuckle dragging as the horse is like plopping around, much it. or I'm like he's propelling the horse forward. Both of them are funny, but I do believe it. It's more the knuckle dragging sense. So. so, to me, it's like you strapped Kermit the Frog onto the back of a horse and just let him kind of, woo, in the wind. <laughs> Correct. That's pretty much, yeah. Okay. And I will, of course, show you a picture, and of course, you all will get to see it on uh, on our socials. But He is said to have stood at six feet high at the horse's head. Oh. And nine feet high at the rider's head. Whoa. Knuckle of you was often blamed for numerous disasters that were known to afflict the hardworking people of Orkney. Mm. If crops were blighted by sea gust or mildew, if livestock fell over high rocks that skirt the shores, or if an epidemic raged among men or among the lower animals, this creature was the cause of all. That was a quote, by the way. Mm. Um, from the only 
known man that was said to have encountered Knuckle V and Liv, oh. who was a, a resident, oh, when was it? Like the 18th century? Mm-hmm. I think it was the 18th century. His name was Tam or Tammy. He's the one who crossed the water. Yes. Yes. That is how he said he escaped, was crossing a stream. His, oh shit, there's more to the quote. His breath was venom falling like blight on vegetable and with deadly disease on animal life. That was the end of the quote. Um, If this destruction wasn't enough, it was also said that he was blamed for any droughts that could seriously ruin a harvest. From this, we are left in no doubt that the old Orcadians regarded it an incredibly powerful and dangerous creature. The most terrible offense you could commit against the knuckle of E is the old practice of burning gathered seaweed to make kelp. Yes, it offends him. The creature could not stand the smell of the pungent smoke, and it would drive him into an extreme and diabolical rage. In this state, he would vent his wrath by smiting all of the horses on the island of Stronsay. I should have looked that up. Which was the island where kelp was first burned in Orkney with a deadly disease known as Mortachine. Once propagated, Mortachine would soon spread throughout the islands where kelp was burned. Nakalovi's revenge was terrible and complete. And it was just... It was just like a plague amongst cattle and horses, is what Mordachine is. I I enjoy the thought process of, I hate this stench, so fuck these horses in particular. Exactly. I know that that was all- Fuck these horses in particular! (laughs) (laughs) I I know that that was the, you know, biggest way of life back then, that, you know, that is your transportation, that is your big cash cow, that is whatever, but, you know, just- Fuck these horses. Yeah. It's all their fault. Yes. Um, so, a little bit of fun fact, pop culture stuff. You may recognize this. Chris should definitely recognize this. And my, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I know. I've heard this. If anybody is a fan of Rooster Teeth Ooh. or... R-W-B-Y, Ruby. Ruby, yeah. Um, Then this may sound familiar to you, and that is because in volume four of the American Animated Web Series, this creature appeared as the main antagonist. Okay. So, where he is a creature of Grimm or whatever. Yeah, 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 which makes sense because I'm on three. Okay, well, spoiler slash surprise. The... Knuckle V is in volume four. Nice. So, nice. That was my little pop culture bit that I found. Huh, that's interesting. Like, um, Ruby is loosely based upon Wizard of Oz, so it's kind of interesting to have a Celtic influence in there as part of the Grimm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. So anyway, that's my story. Ooh. Not too many, like I said, personal accounts of anything. Yeah. Um, but just another fun, interesting, little mythical creature, um, that people are terrified of. Like, they're told in, like, to keep children in check. 
Oh. And they're told as, like, scary stories amongst children, still sometimes to this day. I was scrolling through comments on YouTube um, where I, I was watching a video on how to pronounce it. And there was somebody in there saying that they were from, you know, the area. And I do believe they were relatively our age, maybe slightly older, and mm. that they had heard that when they were a child. So huh. it's still going around. I also enjoy that it has no skin and lives in the ocean, so you know it's got to burn like a bitch. In salt water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it said its feet. I, I forgot about this because there was only, it was only on one of the web pages I looked at, but it said its feet were supposed to be a mixture of, like, hooves and flippers. Which the only thing I can picture is, and I just learned this the other day, and it creeps me the fuck out. It grosses me out. I don't fucking like it. Do you realize that I I think it's horses, not cats. It's ho- I mean it might be cows too, but horses I know. Um, when foals are born, they have that weird shit on their fucking hooves. What is it called? Fairy something? Angel something? It's like a cover okay. over their hooves so they don't like injure their mom while they're in there or um. Oh. Being birthed. Yeah, yeah. And it... I don't like it. It looks creepy. It looks like a bunch of little horns on the bottom of their hooves. Oh. It creeps me the fuck out. But that's what I pictured <laughs> after reading that about the knuckle of Okay. So. That might be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that was my story. So you did not show me picture. Oh, okay. Show me horrifying picture. It is quite creepy, actually. So this is one of the main images that pops up if you do Google image on the knuckle of E. Even the horse is a fucking cyclops. Wait, they have a. Yes. The horse just has the one red eye. Okay. Well, I thought that he was supposed to have the one red eye. No, sorry. Okay. Then I was much confused. I mean, of course, there's different. You know. Come on. Look at the arms. See, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrific. It is. Look at this one. It's like, check out my wingspan, bro. (laughs) I have so much room for activities. (laughs) No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You fuck. (laughs) There's so much room for activities. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, stepbrothers, if none of you are aware. (laughs) (laughs) number one reason for creating your own bunk beds (laughs) Uh, this is I think one of the oh yes this is the first image I ever saw of this thing on I don't remember what site I was on but this creeped me out okay what is happening here his whole face looks like okay okay I'm seeing where, where the face is now uh, when I looked at it first, it looked like Cthulhu was on his face, <laughs> but now I see that the horse, who looks much smirk, uh, only has one eye, and the dude himself only has one eye, and looks like he's tickling the back of the horse's knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> 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 Anywho's in um D 
Do we have this or that? Yes. Ready? Let's play. Are you ready? Let's play. <laughs> that creeps me out every time I hear it because <laughs> I always forget that it's in there. All right. So this week's this or that. Fuck, Mary, kill. Oh, yeah. Leatherface, Ghostface, or Pinhead? Pinhead's getting killed. No question, without a doubt. If Brandy were here, she would agree with you. Um, Ghostface or Leatherface? Uh, I guess I would... Oh, God. Okay. I guess I'd fuck Leatherface. And Mary Ghostface. Ghostface would just have me fucking rolling. Because when I think of Ghostface, first off, Scream doesn't scare me. <laughs> but when I think of Ghostface, I, I think of a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was high as balls. <laughs> you know, of course, the, the mask changes or whatever, and his eyes are all fucking yeah. squinty, his mouth hanging open, and his tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, ugh, I hate the thought of fucking Leatherface because that's a person's face. Yeah. But that's what we're going to have to go with. What about you? Mm. Decisions, decisions. Okay. I don't know, man. I... Okay, here's my thoughts, because I'm like, Pinhead might be fun because boy looks into BDSM scene. But he may be a little bit more on the SM variety than I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the only part of this any of those movies I've ever seen, and it was a man. Sus- was he suspended, or was he standing? But he just had anyway. He had a bunch of hooks in his skin everywhere, mm-hmm. and they literally ripped him apart. Okay. So what I'm hearing is he's good at Chibari, which is interesting. Chains, mm-hmm. my friend. I heard I heard what you said. Oh Lord. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm learning too much. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. The 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 idea of somebody else's face upon somebody else's face as they're under me, because there is no way they're gonna be on top. BT dubs. <laughs> dubs. That's not happening. Uh... Okay, Pinhead can't go down on you, though. He has pins in his face. That's okay. That's not right. This this just got real X-rated real quick. That's, that's okay. I know he's got all those pins in his face, but like... So, well, you might not survive a sex session with Pinhead. I feel like we could just make a podcast out of Fuck, Mary Kill, to be perfectly honest with who, you. Who said that he had to be the top in this situation? All right, here here's the caveat. Caveat of I'm allowed my safe word, and we're allowed to respect the safe word. Yes, all healthy kink terms apply here. Then, then it would definitely be we're killing Leatherface because I can't stand this. Pinhead and I are going to be in a fuck relationship. 
uh, possibly only once because he might be just a little too much for me. And we're going to marry Ghostface because, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I might have to change my answer to what exactly what you said. Oh. It's, it's not because I'm super interested in Pinhead. It's just that Leatherface is so grotesque that I don't think I could handle it, even one time. Yeah, I... I changed my answer. I changed my answer to what you said. Solid logic, I want that. (laughs) Alright, what's next? Alright, the next one. You are stuck in the movies. Which movie would you rather be stuck in? The Thing, the one based in Alaska. No. Yes. Yes. No. No. Wait. I don't remember. We talked about this last week and I fucked it up. Yeah. I can Google real quick. Either Alaska or Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica. So the thing, the one based in Antarctica. Jesus. Why you gotta get into things? Or Alien. Alien. Me too. Ten thousand percent. Number one. A quick death is super possible on Alien because they can just jut you into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, it's cold as fuck in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Um, this I would not enjoy. I like chilly weather, not that fucking cold. Second, I don't know. I don't know. They're the chest-bursting aliens, and I don't like that either. Timber! <sighs> it's going down. I'm yelling Timber! You better move your fucking ass. I know those aren't the words. But <laughs> it is now because that's now. what we're doing. Yeah. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Mochi. He is the most disruptive little cat. He is, and it's horrible. It's like having three children. Oh, here she comes. Here she comes to wreck the day. <laughs> she is beauty. She is grace. She is all up in your face. It's Minnie. <laughs> so. Indignant. What about, oh wait, you already said you would rather be on in Alien. Yes. Okay. I can, I can handle that. Plus I'm pretty sure Bill Paxton was in the original Alien and fucking hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I will get yeeted into space with you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. What's, what is next? So last, who is your horror wife? You get to pick from Elvira, Vampira, Morticia, or Lily Munster. As we previously discussed, yes. the only one that I even... I know who they are, mm-hmm. all of them, but the only one I've ever watched is Morticia. Mm-hmm. So I gotta go with Morticia. What about you? Elvira. 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 Fucking Elvira. Because not only is she just, ugh, gorgeous, even to this day, she's she like is, goth Dolly Parton. She is. She is just beautiful. <laughs> but her sense of humor and how much she just, like, lights up a room, I just, I adore her. She is wife goals. Wife goals. Yes. I love Morticia as well. She is kind of like that dark, subdued 
mm-hmm. personality, but one that I would want to like attach myself to for life. I feel like I would like the laughs. Gotcha. I, I enjoy Elvira. Makes sense. She has a special place in my heart. That's fair. All right. Relatively easy this or that. Yes. Except for the first one. Yes. Anyway. Much debate. Yes. So, Monstrous Media Time. Monstrous Media. The section will contain spoilers, so proceed with caution. I will talk about a movie. It came out, I believe it's a Netflix original movie. They're getting pretty fucking good. Um, It came out this year. Within like the last month, I think, actually. It is called Aftermath. And it stars Ashley Green, who played Alice in Twilight. Yes. And Sean Ashmore, who was that Bobby kid in X-Men or something. Oh, yeah. Ice Kid. Ice Guy. Yeah. Ice that Guy. One. I, I, he's one of those people for me, like, I've seen a lot of different movies that he's in, but I've never really... I don't... He's never, like, the main person for me, so I, I just kind of glaze over. Yeah. So, um, it stars those two. They are a married couple. He... This is really interesting. I thought it was it was cool. His job in the movie, this isn't very particular to anything, but his job in the movie is to clean up crime scenes. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Wild. Yeah, right? He's that guy. Yeah. Professionally or unprofessionally? Professionally. Okay, I was going to say, is the Russian mob calling you? No, no, no. Professionally. Okay. Um, it goes through the government and everything. So it's like him and two, two of uh, two of these other guys, <laughs> his co-workers, they go in and clean up after everything. So, anyway, um, it starts out, you know, this, they, he and her end up getting this new house, and they get it at a really reduced price, red flag number one, of course it's in an awesome location, it's a beautiful fucking house, why did you get it for so cheap? Because it's haunted AF. Because it was the scene of something that he just cleaned up. Yeah, he... Went into that house, seeing other people's lives, know what happened there, cleaned up the mess, and was like, this would be a great place for my wife and I. You're off to a beautiful start. Yeah. Um, Choose your husband better, Alice. Yeah. Where's Jasper at? Yeah. He's so cute. Your, your logic is unsound right now. What, what were you thinking when you married this man? Nobody knows. Um, Anyway, as a couple in the movie, they have some issues. Um, He, somebody from his family passed away, and he became very closed off and not very attentive and wouldn't, like, let her help him or in any way or whatever, which led her to cheat on him. And they have decided to stay together, but of course they still have trust issues, blah, 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 blah. She is a fashion designer, and she's working on, like, getting her big break. So she works from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and these weird things start happening, 
that it's only happening to her. Nothing's happening to him. She can't explain it. Um, she finds kind of like odd little things around the house. One of the things that she finds is in the, the foyer closet. Um, she, something goes missing, I think, and, it, and she ends up finding it in that closet. And she sees something scratched into the wall inside. Mm. Nope. Yeah, inside the wall, like kind of back in the corner. Um, yeah, so long story short, I don't want to give too much away, but it's basically her being accused of like making things up. You know, because of course he has trust issues with her from this, you know, the whole cheating thing, which that guy comes back into her life in a professional way that she was unaware of. So that throws more issues in. So he's not trusting her. The police are involved. The police don't believe her. So it's her trying to, you know, make her case. It, it's creepy. It creeped me out. Oh. It creeped me out. Oh. And it still didn't end how I thought it was going to end. Oh no! It was a twist. Twist. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna leave you with. Uh, yeah. Huh. That's all I'm leaving you with. If if you had the gumption, it is a good movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen other movies done in a similar way, like you know the outcome is kind of the same or whatever, but like I, I think another movie is called Now I now i see you or i see you or something and it stars helen hunt and a couple other people i watched this it's on amazon i watched it a couple months ago it it was okay mm-hmm. but they, they kind of have like this they kind of have the same thing kind of going on um but in my opinion aftermath was much better mm-hmm. so it is rated r mm-hmm. so viewers beware um if yeah it's a good movie. So anyway, that's my monstrous media. Nice. Mm-hmm. Y'all get a double feature of monstrous media because I have a monstrous media as well of the literary variety. Yes, the smart people stuff. So as I said last week, I have for you this week "Plain Bad Heroines" by Emily M. Danforth. Very nice. So this was an interesting book. Uh, It's based in a place that is a school for girls. It's called Brookhaunts. And the... It was a little difficult to get into because I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of switching from characters. And there's a lot of then and a lot of now. So... In the beginning of the book, you meet Florence and Clara, or Flo and Clara, and these are the first two people that the story is about, that you're introduced to. So Flo and Clara are lesbian lovers. This is LBGTQ friendly, people. So they are lesbian lovers, both going to the same school. This is very normal in this school. Um, so, unfortunately, Flo and Clara 
are killed by these murderous hornets. Um, unfortunately, Clara was running through the woods, uh, trying to get away from her cousin, who did not approve of her relationship with Flo. She, they're a type of wasp that is normally in Southern America, uh, or, I'm sorry, the, the south of the USA, um, because they're usually more of a warm weather, and they have those, um, paper... The paper wasps, the ones that create big beehives that are very paper-like, but they're in the ground. <clears throat> Dulcet tones of my cat scratching, doing her nails. Anyway. She gets so, killed by a woman. So, Clara falls into, it's essentially a pit that they make their nests in the ground, and she falls through it, and the wasps um, kill her and her girlfriend Flo was trying to pull her out and to help her and was killed as well. Her stupid ass cousin that was causing problems in the first place turned tail and ran after getting like three stings. So that's the first part of the story. But these girls were part of a society like a poet society sort of thing. But they're all idolized this woman who is an author who tells these girls to be very much uh, against the society of the day. Uh, these girls are in uh, 1902. Oh, shit. Is where their story happens. But this is where they're based. So then it jumps to present day mm-hmm. where there are three girls... Harper, Audrey, and Merritt. Harper and Audrey are actresses. Um, and Harper is a producer. And they are trying to make a movie about Brooke Hans and Clara and Flo and their story. There's also other people within the story that are going to get made. It's going to be a horror movie. Uh, Merritt is in this because she wrote a book about this whole thing. So part of the movie is going to be based off of Merritt's book. Part of it is and it is based upon the quote-unquote true story of Flo and Clara. Um, so ultimately, the idea is that it's going to be a horror movie. And within this horror movie, because we know how, uh, like, The Omen, there were so many things that happened to the cast and crew... The director wants to make kind of a back and forth between the horror movie that they're filming and a Blair Witch project of what's happening to the cast and crew because there's a curse upon Brooke Hans. Mm-hmm. So you're bopping back and forth from those two first, but then it turns into the story of the founder of the school, whose name is Libby and her partner, Alex, who were the first people to start this whole poet society, the the plain bad heroines, based upon the uh, teachings, if you will, this book about uh, this author made. And so you get to hear about their lives. So then you're going back and forth between Libby and Alex and the modern day actresses. I will tell you, it takes a couple chapters to get into the back and forth and where you're 
where you're at. Mm -hmm. But by the end, it's all sort of meeting up into a timeline that you can easily understand. I really enjoyed this book. It is a bit more of a hefty book um, as far as length. But the, there is definitely a curse happening not only in the time of Libby and Alex. You see this all being set into motion. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of betrayal. There's, there's witches involved. There's um, a lot of murder. There's a lot of death. Um, and then in the modern time, you can see things that are happening to the girls that are very much like the omen and whatnot that because they're filming this, you know, there was a lot of times that something would happen on set that they had to stop filming or what have you. And of course there's also a thruple situation happening with the modern girls mm -hmm. that they start to explore that as well. But it is, Difficult to get a feel for it at first, but once you get through those first couple of chapters, you're able to move along a little bit more easily. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it. I liked the variety of spook that you got with it. It's not necessarily terrifying, mm -hmm. but it's very creepy. It definitely sounds like it it would be good, but I know myself <laughs> well enough to know that I would not have the patience. I don't like a lot of, in movies either, mm -hmm. I don't like a lot of, like, flashbacks or shit like that. <laughs> it actually just irritates me. It's not necessarily a flashback. It's several storylines coming together. It's very much, I, I consider it very much like Lord of the Rings. Okay. How it bebops from... Mary and Pippin and Frodo and and the other three, you know, very. It's very much uh, movies two and three. Okay. That's more what I equate it to, but you don't realize that at first when when you're like getting into this book and you're like, okay, it's about Flo and Clara. Who is this girl? Must be why my favorite movie uh, is Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I definitely recommend if you're somebody who struggles with that, do the audiobook. That's what I did. And I feel like um, it flowed a little bit more seamlessly for me. No pun intended. F flow. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it, it went a little bit more seamlessly for me once I was able to get that together because also the voice actress that voices this book, she uses different voices for each character. So that very much helped me to be on track mm -hmm. of where I'm going. But yeah, it was a really good book. Again, that's Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Baking with Booze. You can send in your stories or recipes to baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. Other than that, we hope you have a great week. You enjoyed the episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Listen to the crease claps. 
Ooh, Ooh. so crisp. <laughs>